Hi everyone, we've been doing the By Faith series and uh, I remember seeing a poster that said, uh, feed your faith and starve your fears. And uh, when I read that poster, I thought that's an interesting thought that we can feed our faith and starve our fears. Uh, When I reflect back on 31 years, that's right, 31 years, I'm that old, of being a Christian, I gave my heart to Jesus at the age of 14. Um, And when when I think back 31 years, I think, how did I stay strong? How did I hold my faith? And uh, it's just one simple thing. I put my faith in Jesus. And I want to encourage you not to put your faith in people because people do disappoint you. I can disappoint you. You can disappoint me. We're all human. But I pray that your faith would be in Jesus. I remember um, when I was dating uh, my boyfriend at the time, his name's Sam. He's now my husband. But uh, when I was uh, 18 years old and we were dating, Uh, We were dating for four months and we were going to the same church. He said to me four months later, I don't see you in my future. And I remember that was a decision that could have caused me to walk away from the church, walk away from my faith because I thought, oh, I thought this was it. And so the next Sunday I showed up and he was quite surprised. He said to me, oh, I thought you, you know, now that our relationship is over, I thought you might be discouraged, you might change church. But I decided I didn't say yes to him. I said yes to Jesus. And so we don't put our faith in people or relationships or our job, whatever it is. We put our faith in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you with that. Read the word of God. Put your faith in him. Put your faith in Jesus. He will never let you down. There are a few scriptures that um, have encouraged me throughout the years. And uh, uh, it comes from Joshua 1.9. And it says this, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you. Matthew 28, 20 uh, says this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Romans 8, 31 says, uh, if God be for you, who can be against you? 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. And that's the spirit of God. As I was thinking about feeding your faith, I was thinking of the opposite. What is it like to feed your fears? And in 2020, it's been quite um, a fearful time for many people. I know I've been a little bit anxious of having the unknown kind of spread about on on media. Um, You don't know what's going to happen the next day uh, with covid And uh, I was reading in Numbers 13, I was thinking of that story in uh, Numbers 13 in the Bible, where God sent, uh, God told Moses to send out 10, um, no, 12 spies. There were 10 that came back negative and two that came back positive. But the 10 spies that came back could not see what the two other spies saw. And the reason why this story spoke to me was I thought, did those 10 spies, what did they see? I mean, I didn't understand because I'm quite a positive person, but I want to read this report to you. It's in Numbers 13, 27 to 33. It says this, and these are the 10. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. 
Here's a kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak. And it talks about all these ites, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. So they were intimidated by what they saw. But Caleb, and we all love Caleb, we all love Joshua, because they were the men who came back with a positive report. They saw what God saw. And this was a land that God had promised the Israelites. Caleb said, let's go at once and take the land. Come on, Caleb and Joshua, they're awesome. We can certainly conquer it. But then again, here's these men who were really negative. They said, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report amongst the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people were huge. We saw... We even saw giants, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. We felt. They weren't grasshoppers. They actually felt like grasshoppers. They felt tiny. And that's what they thought too. You know, how can you be on the same trip with the same purpose, yet you can come out with different perspective? And um, my husband and I saw the movie Tenet, That came out this year. I think it was the only movie of 2020. And I've seen it twice. Sam's seen it once. But I was expecting him to love this movie. I absolutely love that movie. And when we came out of it, I said, what did you think? And he said, it was, yeah, it's okay. And I thought, did we watch the same movie? It was amazing. It had everything. It had action. And so I started reading this review from the Rolling Stone magazine, it says this, if anything can put movie junkies back into these multiplex seats, here's what they say, this groundbreaker is the one to do it. That's from the Rolling Stone magazine. And I said to Sam, well, if Peter from the Rolling Stone magazine and I think it's a great movie, then you're the negative one. Here's a question I wanna pose to you. Are you feeding your fears Or are you feeding your faith? What do you see? And when I think about the story in Numbers 13 about the children of Israel, was the fact that this trip was supposed to take 11 days, 11 days to go into the promised land. And because of the negative report, it took 40 years, 40 years. And when I think about that, I think, what can fear do? Well, fear, of course, can feed your negativity, but also, number one, when you feed your fear, it affects your sight. Fear can affect your sight. You can't see beyond because you're in darkness. You think, oh, I can't see beyond the difficulties. I can't see beyond my troubles. I can't see beyond my situation. I love this quote where it says, to trust God in the light, that's easy. But to trust him in the dark, now that's faith. And we can trust him in all circumstances, see beyond our troubles, see beyond our difficulties. Here's the thing. They said, we can't go up against these people. They're too big. 
We felt like grasshoppers. Do you know that we see people as we are, not as they are? So if you're feeling insecure, you'll start to see people through that lens. If you're a judgmental person, you'll see people with suspicion. There's always an element of untrust or mistrust there. But if you are kind, you'll see people the way God sees them. You'll see people with a view of love. The 10 spies saw themselves as grasshoppers, so I want to encourage you with this. Don't project your fears onto others. I have three daughters, and as a parent, I have irrational fears too. And I have an irrational fear of balloons because I don't understand how people can, you know, love these plastic balls of breath, uh, filled with breath and um, even the popping, that just freaks me out. And so my children grew up without balloons because that was my rule, because of my irrational fear. And I remember one time uh, a person from church gave my youngest daughter a balloon and in my head I'm like, that is just, I don't want that balloon in my house. Um, see, that's how bad the irrational fear is. So my daughter Sophia took the balloon in the car and she was sitting at the back and I think she was about three at the time and uh, I told her to like give the balloon a bit of air and I, I knew that I was driving onto the motorway which is the freeway and you know you go really fast and, and then I knew that the balloon would blow away and what happened? She, took, she gave the balloon a bit of air and the balloon just disappeared. She was like, mummy! And I went, good. And I remember telling that story to Sam, my husband, and he said, that is such an irrational fear. You need to get over yourself and stop projecting it onto our kids. So they are allowed balloons now, but they're probably a bit too old for that. But um, that's how irrational our fears can get. We can't see beyond. We can't move on from difficulties. Number two. Fears, fear can cause you to panic. And in Numbers 13, 32 to 33, it said that they spread a bad report. And so panic, fear can cause panic to happen and panic can be contagious. And we know through 2020, when there was an announcement of lockdown, people panicked, they went crazy. They panicked, bought toilet paper. They panicked, bought... Um, Flour, we ran out of flour. But that's what panic does. Panic makes you do stupid things and it makes you make silly decisions. In the message version of that same scripture, it says this, we scouted out the land from one end to the other and it's a land that swallows people whole. And that's pretty exaggerated because I don't think that's what happened. But this is what they said. And panic, you know, they say fear is a liar. And so when you panic, you start to exaggerate things. Really? Like fear? I remember hearing this definition of fear. False evidence appearing real. Don't panic. And my mother-in-law has a saying, we don't panic, we pray. So don't let your mind exaggerate your circumstances. Number three, fear causes you to forget little and big things that God has done. You kind of have short-term memory. 
short-term memory loss, when fear comes, comes in, when you start to feed that fear, you can reminisce about the good old days. Oh, I remember those times when I wasn't a Christian, we used to get drunk, and, you know, and you start to think, oh, that was so nice. Well, the children of Israel started to uh, tell God, why, why did you take us out of Egypt? They started to talk like that. They wanted to go back to slavery. I don't know what the conversation would have been, been like. It would have been, oh God, why are you taking us to this land when we had it good? Remember those times we were making bricks and we were slaves in the hot sun. And we ate onions and leeks. And I don't know how they thought that was great. But we've got to remind ourselves that God has delivered us, just like the Israelites. God had delivered them and he promises, promised them this beautiful land. Number four, fear causes you to deviate from the original plan. What was meant to be an 11-day trip turned into a 40-year journey. And I just think all that waste of time walking around in circles, and that's what fear does. Fear causes you to get stuck in a rut. And faith, when you have faith, it causes you to move and you need movement when you walk by faith. You're not walking around in circles, but you're walking forward in your destination with God. And I just thank God that he's with us. Uh, I was reminded of when I was a young kid, I nearly drowned in a swimming pool when I was six years old. And that moment was a thing that caused me not to swim for years. And I remember being really fearful of um, going into a swimming pool. I would make excuses uh, of why I couldn't swim. And that really um, limited uh, my social life. People wanted to go to the pools. I'd be like, no thanks. Um, a lot of things. And it really, um, it was one thing I was really ashamed of, that I couldn't swim. And what could have taken a short time just to learn when I was a child took 34 years. So when I was uh, 34 years old, I decided to learn how to swim. And I think about that journey that the Israelites took. It could have been 11 days for me. It could have been when I was six years old, I could have learned, you know, gone back in there and overcome my fear, but I didn't. And that's what fear does. It causes you to deviate from the original plan. And the devil is a robber. It says in John 10.10 10, that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to try and rob you of what, what can be. And so I want to say to you that Jesus has come to give you life and life to its fullest. So don't let him rob what could have been. Because when you're with Jesus, honestly, there's redemption, there's restoration. And I praise God that I know how to swim. I'm not Michael Phelps or anything like that, but I know how to swim now. So I love this saying by John Maxwell, and he says this, God will never let you skip the lessons he has for you. There's no shortcuts in God. So what can I learn in this situation? We need to humble ourselves and say, God, what can I learn? So when you're full of faith, on the other side, when you're feeding your faith, this is what it looks like. You have a can-do attitude. And that's what I love about Joshua and Caleb. 
They were like, we can do it. We can conquer it. Just give it to us. We can conquer it. And the children of Israel were like, what are you going on about? We just heard that there were giants. We can't take it. And Caleb and Joshua had this attitude that they can do all things, all things in God. You know, we know in Philippians 4.13 it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And the key there in that scripture is we can do all things through Christ. So it's always through Christ because he gives us strength. They had a can-do attitude. And that's what I love about these guys. It's like nothing is too difficult for our God. Number two, they never forgot. You can never forget when you feed your faith because you're continually feeding your faith. It says in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you've got to feed yourself daily. You've got to hear continually. Start reading the word of God. Psalm 103 verse 2 says this, May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. Amen to that. My youth is renewed like eagles. We've got to remember in Hebrews 12, it says he is the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. God is even interested in the smallest details of your life. Last weekend, I met um, a really lovely lady and uh, I had prayed for a number of people and she was the last one. And uh, I remember coming up to her and asking, oh, so what's your name? And uh, she said to me, oh, it's Crystal. And I said, oh, like Crystal clear. And she started crying and I thought, Okay, why are you crying? Anyway, so she started crying and I prayed for her and I just sensed that God was going to give her a man of God, a godly man. And that's all I said to her. And so after I prayed for her, I said to Crystal, um, are you okay? And she said, she said that was a confirmation when, uh, when you started saying my name and I said what do you mean and she said well here's my story I was in an abusive relationship and there's a guy who is a godly man um, that I have a friendship with and she said to me and his nickname for her is Crystal Clear and so when she said that to me it's like wow God is interested in the smallest of details in our life or the biggest of details of our life. But even in a nickname, God just knows. And you're not forgotten. And I want to say that to you. You're not forgotten. He knows who you are. He knows every detail of your life. God sees. The Lord is with us. And that's what I want to encourage you as I finish. God's ways are higher than our ways. And... Uh, when you feed your faith, you start to see what God sees. You start to see beyond your difficulties. And in Jeremiah, it says that nothing is too hard or difficult for our God. So I just want to share a testimony, um, a story with you. I have a brother who doesn't know the Lord. And um, 
I've kind of had an on and off again uh, relationship with God in terms of praying for him because through the years it's been a very difficult journey. And uh, just a backstory, my brother has been my hero since I was a, a, a baby and he's nine years older than me. And uh, just praying for him has been really hard because uh, he was my hero for a long time until he kind of uh, mixed with the wrong friends uh, and started taking drugs. And I just saw a shell of him. He changed and I just thought, wow, God, this is really hard. Like I find it really hard to pray for him. And so I've had moments where I'm like, yeah, you know, I believe God, you love him so much. And yeah, thank you, God, that, you know, his life is in your hands. But lately, I've just really struggled with it. And I couldn't see what God sees. And last weekend, I prayed for a young lady who was um, clearly coming off drugs and... Uh, what was really powerful about that was my heart started to melt. And when I saw her, it was like the Lord was reminding me, Kathy, you've got to stop evaluating people from your perspective. And you need to start to love and see people through my perspective. And when you feed your faith, your eyes start to open up, your heart starts to open up to the possibilities. And I'm always reminded by the story of Saul of Tarsus who became Paul the Apostle. He was a terrorist, hated Christians, just was anti-Jesus. And when I think about that, how he was changed in a moment, I see that for my brother. And I want to encourage you whatever situation you're in right now, to see through God's eyes. Not to put anything in the too hard basket, because I think that's what I've done. I've put things in the too hard basket. I think, God, you can do it for other people, but when it's people close to you, it's, it's quite difficult. But God really challenged me. Um, there's a scripture in Galatians 6, 9 that says, do not become weary in doing good, for in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. And I'm saying to you right now, don't give up. God is with you and he wants to open your eyes to the possibilities. He is a limitless God. And I really believe that if you're believing for your family to get saved, I pray that you would see this in Jesus' name. So I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you, Lord, that as we feed our faith, we're going to begin to see miracles unfold in Jesus' name. So I pray for those that are listening right now. Release your miracles, God. And I pray that people would start to see themselves the way you see them in Jesus' name. And they would see others the way you see them. Amen.